0: just going to talk for a few minutes so we planned very intentionally to have this extended time of worship this weekend so we did it last night and all morning this morning and we uh, we felt really led by God to do this um, and I of course I love it because I love worship so much so I would do this every Sunday if we could we, we might need to add more singers because our voices make it a little shot Uh, We love worship so much because we know as we linger in his presence, this is where God meets us. And uh, as we were preparing for this weekend, there is one theme and one story that I could not escape, and it was the story of Job. Uh, And really, uh, this question that's on display in this story is, is God good? And uh, no one knows suffering quite like Job. We'll get into his story in just a second. I'm only going to talk for a few minutes, but I wanted to share one of the reasons why this was so important to me this weekend is over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking through this and God's been speaking to me even in the midst of my pain. Uh, two weeks ago, um, I lost a family member, a cousin, first cousin, totally unexpected, sudden, out of the blue, She's 48 years old, uh, have five, has five kids and a husband, a big family, and uh, just out of the blue. Um, She was taken from this earth, and it was a devastating shock and loss to everybody, especially, as you can imagine, her children and her husband. Um, But one thing, a couple things in that, but one thing that anchored us, the most important thing is we know where she is today. Uh, We know for a fact that she had a personal uh, relationship with Jesus Christ, and he was her Savior, and and so we're so thrilled that she's in heaven. She um, spent most of her life... Uh, not following christ and about eight or nine years ago gave her life to christ and so that's uh that was so awesome and it made all the difference and um, uh, the other thing that was so powerful uh, that weekend as i was sitting in her church down in virginia last weekend to see her husband stand up during worship at his wife's funeral with streams tear you know just uh, tears streaming down his face and his hands raised worshiping god singing hallelujah singing that his faith and his trust was in God even through that dark time. And I was just blown away by that. Of course, it was a gut-wrenching moment kind of emotionally, but wow, what faith and what strength. And his ability to see the goodness of God even in those dark, dark times. And that's really what the story of Job is about. I want to encourage you this morning, if you're at a place of pain, of loss, of grief, of disappointment, God is still good through all things and in all things, God is still good. So real quickly, I wanted to just set this scene at the beginning of the story of Job. There's sort of a courtroom scene where Satan is talking with God and he says, there's nobody in the land that's blameless and faithful and righteous. And God says, yeah, there is one that my servant Job And right away, we could stop there and um, draw some great lessons just from that, that the voice of the enemy is always accusing, telling us we're not righteous. And there's God saying, no, he is righteous. Not because we're perfect, but because we have Christ in us and Christ is our righteousness. Amen. So he says, Job is blameless and faithful. And Satan says, well, the only reason he is that way is because he has everything. He's rich. He's wealthy. He's got his health. He's got 10 children. uh, He's got a wife. He's got friends. He's got everything. So he's only serving you and loving you because of the benefits that he gets from you. He said, let me mess with that stuff and see if he still blesses your name. And you know, the story goes that Job loses everything almost in an instant. All of his cattle, all of his wealth, 10 children are killed. Uh, he he loses it all. The only one left is his wife, and she tells him, you should just curse God and crawl into a hole and die. Even his health is gone, and um, so, so that's what happens to Job, and even in the midst of that, one thing that Job cries out is, the Lord gives, and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. So even in that immense pain and loss and disappointment and suffering, Job chooses to praise God, chooses to bless his name. And uh, the story continues. And he has these three terrible friends that come and bring him horrible advice and horrible comfort. They basically, in trying to comfort him, tell him that he's suffering because of his sin that he brought all this on and this is God's punishment. So there's that accusatory voice again. I want to encourage you. If you're hearing other voices telling you that God is mad at you and that he's punishing you, silence those voices and believe what God says about you, that you're blameless, that you're righteous and declare his goodness even in the face of that. So, um, As I'm wrapping up here, I want to get to this prayer that Job prays in chapter 23, verses 1 through 10. I think a couple of the verses are are, uh, on your program if you want to look at them, but we're going to look at them on the screen as well. Job doesn't try to hide his pain or his loss, his disappointment, his grief, even his anger at God. He doesn't try to hide it. I was thinking about it like this, like the picture. Anybody ever been in a pool or a lake and they try to keep a beach ball underwater? You try to sit on it for a while and you can keep it under. But eventually what happens? It pops up. And I think the same thing is true about our pain, about our uh, shock, our grief, even our anger. You know, when we try to force that stuff down, it eventually pops up somewhere. And so the best thing to do is I believe follow Job's model, which is to give it all to God. Don't talk about God to other people and complain about God to other people, but talk directly to him. Give him all that you have Job did is we'll read here. It says in verse two, even today, my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling. How many people in a season, a, a difficult season have said, where is God? Or, or why is this happening? That's what Job is saying here. I would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments I would find out what he would answer me and consider what he would say to me. Would he vigorously oppose me? No, he would not press charges against me. There the upright can establish their innocence before him. And there I would be delivered forever from my judge. I just want to say this, because this is what happens with me. When I read something like that, I'm like, well, I'm not innocent. (laughs) I know what I've done. I know I'm not blameless. But here's the amazing thing. We are declared righteous because of Christ in us. It's all over Scripture in 1 Corinthians and in Romans. Christ in us, the hope of glory. He's in us and we're in Him. So I want to tell you once and for all if you're in Christ, you are declared righteous by Him. Don't let your past and your mistakes define you. Verse 8 But if, if I go to the east, He is not there. If I go to the west, I do not find Him. When He is at work in the north, I do not see Him. When He turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him, but he knows the way that I take. Job's saying, I have no idea where God is. One translation reads, I I can't find him, but he sees me. I can't see him, but I know his eyes are on me. And I want that to bring you so much comfort and so much peace this morning, whatever season you're in, that his eyes are on you, that his eyes have never left you. And this last point, he says, when he, is, he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. And that's such a beautiful metaphor and one that's used a lot in scripture. But this idea that God is refining us through fire to bring about pure gold. Like in Romans, when he says that he can use all things to bring about good in our life. And, uh, and that's exactly what was happening with Job. Job was in the furnace. And this process of refining gold, it's intense heat. I think it's something, don't quote me, but I believe it's something like 1,200 degrees Celsius. You can ask Siri later how hot the furnace is for, for refining gold. But in that intense process, all the impurities, all the imperfections, all the worthless garbage falls to the bottom. And the only thing that's remaining is the good stuff is pure gold and Job could see that even in this trial and so I want to just encourage you with this some people go into the furnace and it burns them some people go in and it purifies them and the difference is what we believe about God if we're in the furnace and we know that he's good we know that he restores and he redeems and he resurrects we're going to go through that experience being purified knowing that on the other end is pure gold but if, if we lose sight of that, that's when bitterness can creep in. That's when, you know, we let doubt and anxiety and worry take over and we become bitter and angry at God and we kind of struggle through that place. I want to encourage you today to go through the furnace, whatever the furnace is, knowing who God is, that he is good. The end of the story is that everything is restored to Job. All 10 children All of his wealth, his health, everything is restored to him. And I don't think we need to get caught up in the details because I know a lot of people can get hung up on, well, what about the first 10 kids? It's great he has these 10 kids, but what about, I think the bigger picture here is that God, his plan and his heart for mankind is always to redeem and restore and resurrect. Would you guys stand with me as we pray? Sorry to bring you back to Catholic Church, this up, down, sit, stand, kneel thing. We won't kneel. I'm allowed to say that, right? Everybody knows me well enough. My Catholic grandmother, God rest her soul, would be very proud that I mentioned Catholic Church <laughs> this morning. But I, just, I know this that God loves to do this. This is the work that he does. If you need a touch from God today, would you just put your hand up? Anything at all, whatever you need. It could be physical healing, it could be a broken heart, a breakthrough in a situation. I believe that in his presence, we find everything. We find him. We're complete in him. Fullness of joy, healing, life everlasting, joy, peace, hope. Father, we come before you this morning knowing and declaring that you are good. You guys say that with me. God, you are good. You love to redeem You love to restore. restore. And you love to resurrect. resurrect. Do it in me. In In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, continue standing and worship some more.